So, lads, have have any of you ever been to Texas? Yes. By show of yes. hands, oh, by show of voices, I, I suppose. I, I okay, trained we'll there. Our hands on a yeah. audio. Okay, so that's that's three of us, not me. How many of you have been to Mexico? I have. I feel like I already know where the story's going. Two of you. Please, though. Okay. No, I haven't. Been. So, I have been to neither of these places, but as I'm about to clock in after my lunch break from work today. Uh, I get a call from a Miami, Florida number. And it's this woman who initially I think this is one of those calls where they get the wrong number because apparently my um my number used to belong to someone named Linda or whatever. Um and so they pick it up and like, hi, and it say something. I heard I hear the name Linda or something. It's like, oh, there's no Linda here. And like, no, 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 no. My name is Linda. And I'm like, oh. Okay, it's like, yes, is this um is this Matthew Fernandez? I'm like, who's calling me? Oh, so Mr. Fernandez, this is the United States Border Protection Services. They actually said the name of the agency. I can't remember what it was. But it's like the United States Border Control Protection Agency. Um we are, uh, have you ever have you uh, did you send a package to Texas lately or to Mexico from Texas? I'm like, no. I don't remember the specifics is either to Mexico from Texas or from Texas to Mexico, something or the other. I'm like, no. Okay. Well, we, uh, or I said, I have not sent anything to, I've never sent anything to Texas. I didn't say yes or no, because that's how they get you. I would make conscious not to say yes or no, but pretty much the story was that, um, I had either sent or received a package package to, or from Texas to Mexico. And there were, um, illegal contraband items in there and they were going to need to uh get my information because they think that someone's using my name and it's like yo no this is a scam this is clearly a scam it, like i'm gonna call the u.s um border protection agency right now just to make sure that this is uh, this is not real um but i'm gonna hang up on y'all and call again so as soon as i said i'm gonna hang up and call them they hung up on me so oh you bitches you, I, I was supposed to hang up on you you weren't supposed to hang up on me so that's what i did today on top of so um, potentially forget it. so I have, a, I have a very stressful week with the united states federal government um but I, I called them and i told them the whole thing i was on hold for like half an hour and like yeah no that's a scam but also i uh i for i for i'm supposed to be calling for jury duty this week i forgot to on tuesday until like noon i was supposed to call between 7 p.m and 6 a.m i forgot to but i didn't have to go in anyway but the thing is since i forgot to call on that one day i might have to do the whole jury service over again so i've had a very stressful week of the federal government as on top of being a stressful week because of rehearsals but that's how we're opening the new season of mars on life so number one matt um you're an idiot for federally indicting yourself on air so <laughs> If you were planning on sending contraband, which, by the way, good for you, business is booming. Um, I don't know why you'd say that, but, you know, uh, number two, geographically, you know, Texas and Mexico are pretty close. So I don't know why Florida had anything to do with it. I'm uh, guessing that's map. where the, uh, the headquarters of the scamming agency is. That's just my <laughs> guess. Did they have an accent? What did they sound like? They had a slight Latina accent. Very slight. But also, like, the reception was awful. Like, the line was really fuzzy and crackly. So I legitimately could not understand what she was saying sometimes. Not because of her accent, just because they obviously can't afford to pay for their shitty, scammy phone service. But they got Jesus. they had my name and my phone number, which they could have gotten from a number of places because it's well, on my emails. Well, number three, I mean, 
I'd even go so far as to betray my own race here when I say that Matt Fernandez is possibly the most common of common names I think I've ever heard. It's it sounds white, right? Like you flip open a phone book, you throw a, you know. No, I, I always get people think on I'm Mexican a... all the time. Eh, okay, well, Matthew. Oh, there was there was one time. Okay, there there was one fucking time where, um. I can't remember what it was, but I think it was something. There was some internet dispute I was getting into on Twitter. Someone said they liked like AOC or whatever, and I agreed with them. And some Republican with uh, the you know the stereotypical Roman username with the Roman coin, uh, you know them, you know the type. Yeah. Um, he's like, "Oh, of course you're siding with the socialists. What country did you immigrate here from, Maddie?" And I'm like, "Maddie, you assume that I'm." an immigrant because i was fucking born here you idiot and i'm like he's like i never assumed i just asked if you were it's like no 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 no. you you clearly assumed that i was an immigrant through your question through your phrasing he literally said what country did you immigrate here from so yeah, yeah. i mean i people typically think i'm latino they don't think i'm filipino or white it just seems like such a common name. Like I'm not even looking oh, it at is. It's, it's really yeah. common. I'm like, were they trying to reach a different Matt Fernandez? Like you, I mean, you could have, you could have been the wrong Matt. Is what I'm asking. First, to your right. point about white people, like there is a, a white comedian <laughs> named Matt Fernandez who goes by Fat Fernandez, apparently, which somehow it's... became one of my nicknames for my college friends. They called me Fat Fernandez, but we just switched our initials, whatever. But 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 there was one time where I think Ryan knows this story in the signal office. I got subpoenaed or like, not subpoenaed i got served a a oh. giant fat like lawsuit stack of papers right this giant oh, fat stack of papers it was addressed to matthew p fernandez um and they sent it to the signal office and it, it was not me it had nothing to do with me it had to do with some used car salesman so what i think they did oh and like God, i they I said remember. uh they said if this is if this was sent to you by error you need to contact this law office immediately. So I did. I'm like, I think you have the wrong person. And it turns out what they said that they did is they didn't know where to find this specific Matthew Fernandez. And I think it might've even been Mateo Fernandez or whatever, but they couldn't find him. So they went, they sent to every single Matthew Fernandez that they could find or any variation <laughs> of that name that they could find. So A through Z, they're sending these packets to. I don't know how much that must have cost this law firm, but that's what they did. And they sent it to the signal office because that's the only address they could find for me. Wow. What a great week. Yeah. <laughs> We're learning a lot about my, uh, my involvement in the legal system today. Yeah. Matt did everything right and they indicted him. <laughs> I did everything right and they indicted me. He said, have you been, a, have I been had the wrong guy? Free my homie Matt, bro. Come on. Anyway. Uh, I, I mean, it's either that or getting uh, roped into seeing Shen Yun, I guess. Oh, boy. Tell us about that. Because my Arkham. mom has wanted to see Shen Yun, even though I told her, yo, it's just Falun Gong propaganda. <clears throat> I mean, you basically just... Like what? You, what? You don't read the? I mean, you don't read in, the Epic Times? Come on! I mean, it, it, <laughs> com compa honestly, compared compared to like siding with like Mao Party and, and Xi Jinping, like the amount I don't know, of who's the lesser evil here? The amount is, is of it billboards Falun Gong or the 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 the, the commies? Who, the, who's the, the worst of, evil? The amount of billboards I've seen propped up around the Van Nuys area is staggering because I I, I wouldn't think that that would be the target audience. Not only that. 
It is the most barren first year Photoshop design I could possibly look at. It's like a it's like a yellow and blue color scheme. I'm like, all right, what is this? The fucking Bruins. And then don't say shit about the Bruins. Unnamed. And he's not talking about the hockey team. Don't say like, shit about UCLA. Andrew got that joke. Thank you. <laughs> you know what? In the stock market, we don't we don't like bears as much as the next guy. Uh, so you know, it's okay. Look at Mr. Gordon Gecko over here. Oh, uh, <laughs> you know, you know, think about greed is it's um not bad. That's the word. Uh, hold on. Unnamed white guy on the board. Like, I don't remember what this board consisted of, but it was literally like someone's milk toast LinkedIn. Yeah, like Dale Gribble. <laughs> You're giving such Dale Gribble right now, Seb. Yeah. You oh, can't well, see can... him, but he's, he's wearing the hat. He's wearing an orange shirt. What Dale Dale wears brown, but the orange for the hat. And he's wearing the sunglasses, the semi-aviator sunglasses. Yeah, it's, when it's given my, real Dale Gribble. When does my girlfriend go off to uh, get spiritual massages by unknown men? The world will never know. Uh, I I will attest that this Epic Times billboard is anything but epic. And see, play on words there, but. Is it's it pronounced just, epic or epoch? I, I, I always I thought it was epoch, epic. but I've heard I've heard people say epic, and I'm I like, I think the proper pronunciation is epic, but people say epoch because it doesn't sound like epic. It's right. spelled epoch. Like if you want to if you want to sound it if you want to sound it phonetically, it'd be epoch. But or no, I'm going epoch. off of epoch. epoch. Excuse me, epoch. Yeah. And I think in their ads, they. I mean, I'm not trying to like fact check you or anything, but like I think even in their ads, like. They're just straight up like, you know, the Epoch Times. Yeah. But anyway, continue. I just, the the amount of batshit conservative media that I've seen, I mean, I've had, I've had a close fraternity brother of ours, Ryan, basically come at me one day at the gym saying, did you know Ben Shapiro's a rapper now? And <sighs> while funny, it's... I don't know how to properly explain it. Like it, it would be something that it honestly be something that I would see vice or another publication covering because I just think that's such a hard right into the absurd that I can't even properly put it into words. Also RAP vice. Uh, well, so with Shen Yun. Oh yeah. Back to that. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> back to pre CCP, uh, circle jerk, as I call yeah, it. 5,000 before system. communism. Uh, I mean, if I had a nickel for every time, uh, I mean, I'll put it to you this way. They were in Massachusetts at the start of the year. So as of recording last month, January, and Every I don't know how many times we saw a billboard, but every time I'd always have to just completely hard right turn the conversation to be like, oh, you know what's also interesting besides going to this really good restaurant, 5,000 years of Chinese history. Oh, I know we're going to Boston, but you know what's even cooler than that? 5,000 years of Chinese history. Oh, hey, so we're leaving Walmart. You know what's cooler than Walmart? 5,000 years of Chinese history. Um... And they were performing here in Worcester, literally a block away from where I live, at the Hanover Theater. And I won't lie, I was a little bit tempted just just to riff and just to heckle and, you know, talk about it here. And I, I definitely was inspired by uh, 
Trunon's episode covering Shen Yun. They had like a whole series on the the Falun Gong, and they even interviewed somebody that at one point worked at the Epoch Times, which was fascinating. Um, but their episode reviewing Shen Yun is it's it's one of the funniest things you'll ever hear. I, I know I've listened to that episode probably three or four times. It's that just is that it good? Oh, they they basically at some point in the episode they give a oh no 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 not the episode is the is the performance good? Well, that that's okay. what I'm getting at. They at some point in the episode probably I don't know two maybe a third of the way through they just straight up tell you don't spend your money on this. This is a bad show. Mm. Oof. Okay. And then they just continue and again the the shenanigans and their retelling. It makes it that much more interesting from the standpoint of you could sit there, imagine the review in their episode while you're watching it, and the whole time you'll be doing that little quagmire laugh when him and Peter are texting each other in the theater, and, you know, Peter's texting, Meh. and then, like, all the way across the theater, you see, ah! teen, yeah, <laughs> yeah, little teeny tiny quagmire, <laughs> um, but... Then one day, we went to one of the biggest, if not the biggest mall in Massachusetts, the Natick Mall, and for laughs, I walk on over to this little kiosk. It was bustling, it was busy, it honestly might have been in December, I don't remember exactly, but it could have been January. I walk over to the kiosk, because I'm thinking, I'm just going to grab a flyer so I can oh, no. look at it and just be be a jester. And a guy with really bad teeth and a suit walks up to me. And he's practically in my face like he's J.K. Simmons in... Uh, what's the drum movie called? Uh, Whiplash. Whiplash. I almost called it Whippersnapper. And I was like, that's definitely oh my God. But... but he just starts rambling on about Shen Yun, and I, I'm just like, oh, no, I just, you know, I've heard about it a lot over the years. Figured I'd, you know, pull one of these out and take a look at it. And he Can't just show interest, going, Ryan. That's your mistake. He just goes on and on, and I look over to my right. Taylor's vanished <laughs> because she's already walked, like, several yards ahead of me, and she's practically getting on an escalator. So she's the realize, smart one in your relationship. Eh. But, like, I, I just kind of stood there, just, you know, with my arm out, looking at the guy, just, uh-huh, uh, yeah, oh, cool, okay, oh, oh, wow, thank you, oh, oh, yeah, I know, it's, it's, I, I love, I love, I love clothes. Like, it was just really, just strange and annoying, and, you know, I, I was, I felt like I was put on the spot the same way that they put people on the spot that leave Shen Yun. Um, which they did do to one of the hosts of True and On, which was hilarious. Uh, he gave his name as Rachel, but I think he spelt it like Rachel, um, just to throw them off. <laughs> Not to mention they wouldn't fact check him. What uh, a funny goof. So, God. yeah, it, I mean, the the stories in that episode from the funky white boy who comes out that looks like Colin Jost, and then like John Cena style just breaks out in Mandarin after speaking in English. Uh, at some point, and they must have, they had to have done this after the pandemic, like it's over, uh, brought up 
COVID-19 at some point in the show to really stress, oh, it's not good for the Falun Gong. Ugh. But, I mean, the cheapest seats were like $90. I know a lot of this Ew. stuff I've already told you guys in the chat, but like, yeah. Well, I, you know, at you know, at the uh, at the risk of my social credit points plundering, unlike yours, Ryan, I will say that it does look visually interesting, um, and I'm sure the choreography is great. Objectively, um, it's it's like the saying where it's like the sum of the pieces is better than the whole. Like that's what I'm. That's the vibe that I'm getting from. Like I mean, the reason mix, my mom, you mix in it. the large production value. And just the design and decor and, like, the, the aesthetic is pleasing, you know, because when I think of China, all I think is red and yellow akin to the flag and gray akin to the smog in the sky. Um, that's about it. This is very vibrant. Um, I just need to know if Xi Jinping is standing over my shoulder. Um, you know, if red, red dot on the forehead, guys. Uh it looks nice. I wouldn't spend 85 for a ticket. I'd probably waste my money some other way. Eh. Well, I do it's... understand, though, as someone who's into media, as we all are, you kind of have to break a few eggs to make an omelet. Would you consider your time being wasted? Well, I think from what I do understand of the show, there's the beautiful dancing, and then there's also just propaganda exactly and you know there's scenes that basically imply organ harvesting and then all the covid stuff to make it seem like as though oh you know don't worry we'll all die from covid and god will embrace us and like i know at some point uh there's a couple with a baby and then the couple gets hit by a car and the baby just goes flying oh, and just no. goes <laughs> and you know and that's a that part in the Trunon episode made me really lose it. It was, oh, that baby scream was funny. Um, Did you say it was worse than the worst theater show you've ever been to? I mean, I feel like theater is so expensive. I've never lied to myself and said like, oh, that was good when it was bad. But mm -hmm. I wonder if it's really going to be worse than the worst theater show. And we're not talking like fifth graders or like something like that like if if you have a theater show that makes you belly ache from laughter even if it's the worst thing you've ever seen that's still finding good in it but i mean i've seen some turkeys like it's like when it's bad it's bad and yeah i was in a discussion with a um actually saw a show recently um i was in a discussion with one of the ticket takers after it ended and i'm just like you know this show, this performance made me realize that we need to have more discussions about the, uh, the objectivity of art. Because it's one thing to shelter ego from criticism when you think your idea is so deep and profound. It's another thing to be so deep and profound, quote unquote, uh, that you forget to make it good. You mean like Tenet? <laughs> <laughs> So, um, because because my second view, no, I'm sorry, my fifth viewing of Velvet Buzzsaw, because remember the amount of times I saw it before, good lord, trying to get it, uh, I recently saw it again when I had extended uh, family in town, and I'm like, is this movie really as bad as I remember, or is it the characters that were bad? 
It's the latter. Um, I, I don't think I'd, I don't think I'd see it for a sixth time. Five times is like, this is one of my favorite movies. Like, no. understand two, understand three, the fourth, because, you know, the kids haven't seen Jurassic Park or your nep- nieces and nephews. But like, I- I've seen five clerks. times is excessive. I've seen Clerks less times than I've seen this fucking Dude. movie. <laughs> and, it's, and it's only because, and it's only because I wanted to get it. I mean, I, think- I, I understand that. I did that for Midsummer. I hate Midsummer. I understand the merits of Midsummer, but I personally hate it. But I had to watch it multiple times before I understood the merits of it. Other other than that, it was just like slightly more murdery well, uh, Coachella to me. But then it makes me realize, then it makes me realize, is it okay <clears throat> to just simply say that a performance or a piece of work just has no merits or falls flat of its merits it didn't seek what it was it didn't seek what it was looking to achieve it is a failure by definition mm-hmm. you could easily say that for a lot of things like you see it all the time especially now with like gaming with like suicide squad kill the justice league fell flat of everything it hoped to achieve so i think you can objectively say a piece of media or art fails to hit its mark i think you're that's fair Cool. Cool. I mean, hey, I, I'm not here seeking confirmation bias, but I will say, Matt, it makes me feel good when you agree with me. Um, uh, maybe don't get maybe don't federally indict yourself to do it. <laughs> well, Mateo I mean, Fernandez, <laughs> the government already knows where I am. The scammers already know who I am. The Falun Gong probably knows where I am at this point. So, I mean, there's no point in hiding it. Just come and get me if you want me. At least someone will want me at that point. Um but what I was going to say earlier is that uh, so on what you were saying, Sebastian, with like it looks pretty like that's why my mom wants to see it because she wants to see all the pretty dancing and the costumes and the brightness. And I told her, like, you know, that's just a disguise to get you to listen to their propaganda speech. It's kind of like how when you go to Las Vegas, they entice you with the free tickets to the show, but they're really just trying to sell, trying to sell you a timeshare and they won't let you leave until you sign the timeshare. It's kind of like that thing. But um, I was watching a video on YouTube a couple days ago. I think I was eating dinner or something, lunch or dinner. And it was a video that just, I don't know how I got on my algorithm, but it just popped up. It's like, why Chinese tourists have such bad manners? Um, it was a very interesting video. Like it was a Chinese woman like talking about like, a lot of how um, under communist China, they kind of closed off the borders and like just changed the culture from like the traditional what you expect of Asia to be like respectful and like kind to people to a very much just like um, self-important. Like, this is me. I'm important. I have money. Blah, blah. Fuck you. Um, just give me what I want kind of thing. It, it, I'm oversimplifying it. However, the point of why I'm bringing this up is halfway through the video, it turned into an ad for Shen Yun. Oh. I shit you not in in the middle of the video she's like she started talking about like how um oh, communism was like obviously ruining chinese culture and now there's the uh there's this wonderful production called Shen Yun which is like showing communism before china and the struggle of the Uyghurs <laughs> oh, and man. the Falun oh, man. Gong. Do, I, do i have a how, dream do i have a before to communism you? Have you <laughs> it's like have you seen miss saigon like and other related topics it's like that pipeline is so fucking real i don't even understand how people fall victim to just like clicking ad nauseum and then just they just they fall down a rabbit hole well the the thing that always pulls people in and obviously you know matt's 100 percent right there's the propagandistic side that is all about 
the teachings and beliefs of the Falun Gong, which, you know, definitely has its weird, creepy Christian side to it. Um, but also, if anything else, like, that's how they have been able to rope in... I mean, all, they've already got some level of influence within right-wing politics in this country, or at the very least, maybe not influence, but share obviously shared beliefs. And, you know, you have an apparatus like the Epoch Times, and then you really shove it in people's face and you say, oh, we'll, we'll do a show and we'll wow them. And then we'll just sprinkle all these little things about organ harvesting and then later, you know, make COVID out like it's the rapture and really rope people in, especially the old people that are going to think, oh, China, it's such a beautiful country. I wish it wasn't communist. And then here comes the show that says, China, before communism. And they're all like, oh my so, god, I can see so China, but I can see it from the Pantages. If you know, this is so. meant to... I mean, obviously, how much money this was spent in advertising to promote this, God only knows. I yeah, can only oh, assume it was in the 750 plus. Um, do particularly boomers... I'm just going to say it in these exit interviews that I see of people who just came out of watching Shen Yun when they put them on the spot. And yeah, you know what? Let's put the bright flashing lights in front of people who don't deserve to be on the Internet in, in general. Like Rachel. Not that Rachel. Rachel, Rachel. <laughs> Brace and, let's, and let's ask them what they thought of it. Now, I'm going to put on my tinfoil hat here in a second. I took off my my ball cap because... Um, you know, it says crawfish meister, despite the fact that I've never caught a fish in my life. Um, do these people... They're not fish, they're crustaceans. Do these people who come out of Shen Yun glorifying it, thinking that it's like, oh, it's real life across the pond, do they think that taking a trip to China is going to be just like what they saw in the... Sh like, like, are they brainwashed when they come outside? Or, like, do they think that China doesn't Chinese communism doesn't exist after watching the show, and they think, "Oh, it's just like that." Again, just I'm just like speculating. Storybooks. I'm, I'm just <laughs> speculating. It's not like these people read the news anyway. Oh, it's it's they snap might judgments. Be watching it. It's snap judgments. They watch the show, mm. and then they're like, "Oh, I'm gonna go to China now." It's just like the play I saw. I don't. That's just I, it. I don't think they then turn around and say I'm going to go to China just because, especially if they're... Well, if no. it's not that, then then they're idolizing a country that they didn't grow up in, and they're looking at it now from like a, oh, I would have enjoyed this <clears throat> kind of thing. It's like it's... What's, what's the term? It's like when you insert yourself methodologically in a situation because you'll enjoy you think that you'll enjoy it projecting or you think that you'll projecting yeah. or it's like when it's like when people say all oh, back in the 50s kind of thing right <laughs> yeah. but the thing is is that people who lived through the 50s have more merit to say that because they lived in it these people didn't live in pre-communist china which i'm which I'm, which I'm fairly sure had its own fair share of problems so what's well, yeah what's a, Five thousand years ago, you got a cut on your leg. You basically, yeah. or, or or a paper cut, or anything. You were pretty much gone. Like, what's a what's a person age age sixty four plus with unfettered internet access to do? Well, it's 
again, it's the the attraction is the tagline of China before communism because if you're getting people that say they watch Fox News or maybe they don't, maybe they they watch MSNBC and they're completely oblivious, you know, any cable news channel and they're completely oblivious to any of the propaganda, anything driven out of Shenyun, and they just look at it from the standpoint of it's China before communism, I think there's a very good chance that those people already have a very set idea that China now, or at the very least China since Mao Zedong is just bad, just capital B bad, and you know, it's it's their way of getting a glimpse into Chinese culture that totally erases... And I shouldn't say it totally erases, because it doesn't. It acknowledges it and pretty much sets it up as the bad guy saying, well, this is why the Falun Gong were persecuted. This is why there's this. they this deserved it. Yeah. <laughs> it's, and, you know, it's also their way of, you know, having their own version of a Red Scare when... You know, it's it's going after communism as a whole, but at the same time, and this is an argument that I've heard in several several other places, the communism of Mao and Stalin, it, it's it's their own it's their own brand, it's their own vintage of the ideology. So you know that's why you have Stalinism, Maoism. So and it is projecting. It's well, it's. In a way. In a way. It's like back okay. to the future projecting. You know, it's people <laughs> thinking, you know, Marty, I can go back 5,000 years and see Chinese history instead of, you know, I can go back to 50 years ago and be like, you know, Marty, I saw communist China and Nixon was there. Oh, you know, so I, I don't know. It, it's... And if anything, it just gins up more people to say why they hate China now and why we should do X, Y, and Z to China now, whether it's tariffs or military escalation or whatever nonsense you can pluck from the tree. But, you know, whether I, I don't think those people are thinking, you know, well, I saw Shen Yun, I guess I better get on the plane and head over to Beijing and be like the Eagles and see the Great Wall. I don't, you know, I... It was I a terrific right. show. So, so what... Shen Yun, so, let me tell you, folks, Shen Yun. So after so many all... colors. After all said and done, after my, um, you know, 20-minute scroll into this topic and, and reading the brief synopsis, I'm here to give it five one-child policies out of ten. <laughs> um, would I recommend seeing it? Eh. I mean, Mancini probably has his own opinion. It's... I'm sure it's great in the right hands, but you know, I'm personally not interested in seeing it. And that, and not only the fact stands, I just don't have eighty-five dollars to burn. Um, you go watch Tenet four times instead. Oh, God. <laughs> you know, I honestly can't tell what's more painful. I'm just gonna watch Tenet, and then the next time you see me, it's just you know. It's like, oh wow, why why is the ceiling covered in pink mist and Seb's not on camera? Oh, like it. Well, you were talking good about Shenyun. It's also <laughs> funny too. We've mentioned him without even saying his name, or at the very least, we've imper impersonated him. Guys, I was within feet of the feet. You three. say feet. feet. You say 
oh, feet. Oh, oh, like, oh, like, I, I was making like foot fetish joke. Like, oh god. Oh yeah, because you know when when you think of Donald Trump, that's that's what your brain goes to. Hell yeah, bro. No, he's not the feet fetish guy. He's the showers guy. Yeah. Uh, no, I, I figured I'd throw this one out there. I've been saving this one since I went. Um, I went to the New Hampshire, the battleground state of New Hampshire, and I got to almost see Donald Trump and then see Nikki Haley. Uh, and uh, don't, don't, it was cold. Don't, don't talk about New Hampshire if you haven't been to Old Hampshire. Honestly, fake fans <laughs> like you are ruining this country. <laughs> Uh, so you were you were mere feet from uh from what poll numbers say I guess is going to be the nominee. I mean I I I look at I look at Republican nominees and I just see an overwhelmingly red bar like red percentage bar for you know who. I'm surprised Nikki Haley's even. Continuing, if you want my two cents. Um, She's going to be in Needham, Massachusetts in two days. To... You going to see her? I, at this point, I don't think I will, unfortunately. But, I, I mean, if I if I have a guess, it's going to be a quick stop the way it was in New Hampshire. In New Hampshire, it was like, it was almost like blink and you miss it. I mean, I, I was able to get enough footage of her talking about, you know, people don't want a 2020 rematch. They're both old, they're both terrible, blah, blah, blah. Um, but I, who knows, after next week, after the after Super Tuesday, who, who knows if she's... I feel like at this point, the excitement, even from the news media, is, is sort of running out of steam, where it's like, you haven't, you're not, you haven't even won like 50% of any of the states that you've been running in so if you can't even win 50 percent why are you still in the race and you're about to get clobbered uh next tuesday so um but yeah no it was cold uh the back of my head i think made it to fox news and uh <laughs> met a whole bunch of trump supporters that were from all over the place in new england it was a little weird uh it was also funny because there were a whole group of supporters that... This was when I was... Insert Obi-Wan behind the Ray Shield in The Phantom Menace just watching Qui-Gon turn into a shish kebab. Uh, because I'm probably 10 feet away from the door of the Rochester <laughs> Opera House slash City Hall. Don't ask, I won't tell. And... There's a whole cluster of supporters right in front of me. They're getting interviewed by Fox News, and they're all like, you know, I can't wait to see Trump. We don't it didn't sound like this, but it's just the accent I chose right now. Um, and after probably another 15, 20 minutes waiting in 17-degree weather, uh, either Secret Service or police came out of the building and basically said, we're full, go home. And the line behind me was probably going all the way down, or I guess technically it was going north, all the way up the rest of Main Street. So, and we weren't even allowed in, even though we requested credentials, and that was because they had a cutoff at 75, and I thought, 75, that's not patriotic. 
76. Yeah. Um, so, and then the next day it was like in a veterans hall and it was about the size of a, you name it. It was about the size of a $3,000 New York closet, also known as an apartment or about the same size as a uh, fraternity walk-in closet that could also be a bedroom. So, uh, also with no windows, much like. Did you get any, uh memorabilia any trump shirts any like joe and the hoe gotta go or anything like that <laughs> yeah i saw some of those uh I, i'm not kidding i did i saw those no I, I the weird thing was the merch tables almost hardly ever was there anybody behind the merch tables and i did see people nicking uh keychains and looking at hats and there was like one t-shirt with trump on a motorcycle and he's got a leather jacket, he's got boots on, Melania's behind him and she's got a bandana on her head, and Mount Rushmore is behind him, and it's Mount Rushmore as we know it, and then next to Lincoln is, of course, DJT, uh, DJT, not DJTJ, that's Don Jr. Um, These people artistically love playing pretend. They need to join a and d group with the imaginations they have. I can't imagine going on Etsy or Redbubble anymore and not wanting to just put a nine iron in my mouth. Nine iron? <laughs> no, wait. Nine iron's the golf club. I'm sorry. Uh, nine millimeters. Excuse me. Did you see any of the shirts that are just like, I'm a Virgo and a mom, and if you touch my kids, I'll kill you. Like, have you seen those shirts? No. Okay. It reminds yeah. me so much of the Brovet grunt style shirts where it's like on the back, it'll be like vet or in, I'll kick your ass kind of thing. You see them in Walmart all the time, uh, worn by uh, Marines that just could never let it go once they out processed. And it's like, who's buying this shit? Because you make a, you make a statement with a red hat. I can no longer see a red hat with white lettering the same way anymore, ever again, regardless mm -hmm. of what it says. You know, it could say, save the fucking children. Save, <laughs> save the spotted whales. But if it's that, if it's that color scheme, I'm just going to be... Okay, well, this guy is... Uh... <laughs> I know what he believes in. So but it didn't stop there. It had to go pink. It had to go camo. Yeah, which is about the ugliest fucking thing I've ever seen, <laughs> and then it had to go blue, and, I'm, and then I'm thinking, blue is Yang back in the race? What is this? Because remember, he had you know he had those hats. Oh yeah, math, math, <laughs> math. Uh, these are the ugliest designs I think I've ever seen. What about coming your opinion from a political cartoonist? What about the hats that are just like? USS Idaho, like the battleship hats for people that never served, like are those offensive to you or? See, I'm not one to come up to come up on my um on my part time military soapbox and claim stolen valor, uh, because it's cringe if I did that. But you know, I will say that stolen valor is a it's an issue if you make it right. I'd like to believe that a lot of people over the you know who. Who are serving, serving, what am I saying? Who are having some sort of relative mental <clears throat> cognition decline, who decide to put on military fatigues despite having served or not. I like to think that there's an argument being made there that, you know, 
maybe they just didn't have anything to wear or the fact that they're one foot in the grave right now, they, they really don't care about what they're wearing. Okay. <laughs> oh, it's laundry I'm, day. I have to wear my camo. <laughs> I'm not going to go up to someone's, I'm not going to go up to, to, uh, to arguably someone's grandfather and basically chew him out and, you know, show off my fucking grunt style. How many kills I got an Iraq tattoo just to make a point that he shouldn't be wearing that. He could wear whatever the hell he wants. <laughs> um, yeah, the, the whole stolen valor thing, it, it's, it's so, it's, it's so dumb. Like if you have an 18 year old kid who's, who's wearing, who's wearing camo and they're just doing it to fucking strip tease on TikTok with it. Okay. I I probably have, I'd probably have some choice words for the uh, uh, the people out there who who you know went to boot camp, got kicked out, but still kept all their uniforms, <laughs> and they're just like, oh, you know, I'm the one who shot Bin Laden, guys. Salute. <laughs> so I'm. It's funny to laugh at, but there's a time yeah. and place when you actually need to call it out. I mean, come on. Yeah. But, but yeah. if anything, going back to the shirts for a quick second. Uh, I mean, some of them were pretty just expected. I mean, one of them was of his mugshot where they photoshopped in hands holding up the little sign that says President Donald J. Trump. And then I think his, uh, I don't know, arrest number. And then below arrest it, it says number, never yeah. surrender. There's one <laughs> of a cow. Never, sur never surrender. Yeah, I know. Because... After that mugshot came out, I think that was his first and only tweet since January 8th, 2021, and it said, never surrender. And now, every Man. time I see that, all I can hear is the one alien from Galaxy Quest quoting Tim Allen by going, never give up, never surrender. Um, and there's also one of a cow wearing a MAGA hat, and it's like kind of animated looking. Here, I'll show you. It, it just, I don't know why. Why? I, I don't know that? why. And then I, the other That's shirt. Not not all, God, not all art deserves to have merit, people. Go, go quit your fucking uh, day jobs. And then there were like these textured hats that said, you know, the that say Joe and the Ho gotta go. Um, oh, you weren't making that up, Drew? I thought you were just no, like it's off a the thing. cuff. I'm like, like oh. Joe sucks, Kamala <laughs> blows. There's all kinds of things like that. Joe and the there's oh, the shirt God. and then there's the camo hat it just says Trump on it <laughs> uh there's one of Trump that just says miss me yet miss and then you can yet? kind of see the shirt I was talking about with the motorcycle right here I mean it just that's oh, kind of cool actually that, that's the <laughs> ugliest that that is so that that's vile you know yeah. what that is that is absolute cesspit boomer facebook you know the distinct look ball cap shades and and crusty ass nose abound and then they had keychains of hats they had wristbands they had little bears wearing blue shirts that said make america great again they had a bottle opener you know in the shape the, of a bottle the best scam that i've seen these like political rallies do is you know the uh, the ring company that makes uh, the Super Bowl rings, Jostens, right? Yeah, sure. Okay, I saw. I think I f 
what does that say? Second Amendment? Second Amendment, God and guns. No, I like the one that says, um, th this is such a bad design. I, I mean, th there's loads of bad designs. I saw a shirt that said LGBT, and it literally uh. stood for Liberty, Guns, Beer, and Trump. And... <laughs> And then this was how close we were to the outside of City Hall that before they said go away. But anyway, anyway, so 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 you know how Justin's makes these like Super Bowl rings, these really these really elaborate rings. I think I saw at a rally one time people selling these like class ring esque rings, but they had like Trump and then the year on it, right? Mm -hmm. These things aren't made out of real gold, obviously, because why would they be? But they were selling at real gold prices, let's just say. And Matt, to your point, to you almost falling victim to this scam. No, oh, I didn't almost fall victim. Th this is probably a one-upper in that regard because they are bought. These rings were bought by the exact people that you would imagine them to be. They outright got scammed for some dog shit. Boy, like the people and it's funny. Who had to take yeah. off their class ring to put on that ring. They, yeah, they had to take, had to take off their, their their high school class ring, mind you, uh, to put on this one. So, uh, uh, and then unrelated, uh, here's Larry David reenacting the Trump uh, nice. mugshot for Curb Your Enthusiasm. I didn't think you know, it was a. I didn't think it was a bad mugshot. I, I just wonder how they got all that makeup on him in jail because it's like clearly edited well he had it on when he got a, before he got arrested oh before he okay. turned himself in and his skin just looks so smooth it's like you put CeraVe on it you know it's <laughs> how'd they do that well they brought Michael Sarah into the jail oh and... god yeah oh. they grimace shook him no <laughs> Are we talking Super Bowl commercials? Are we talking yeah. the game? Yeah. Oh man, how about that going. game, fellas? Game? That football? You football? Now the Ryan? podcast starts. Yeah. Football. Okay. Oh, wow. So the pigskin. That shit flew, guy. I mean, you see it go over that yard line. The forty eighters. What? <laughs> All right, show over. Ten minutes like, of that. You know how many forty ers stickers there are on, on like big <laughs> old trucks in L.A. Like, it's so what? Ridiculous. What's the deal with disgruntled sports fans in Los Angeles? Let's let's, let's break out into individual study groups here. I don't know, man. Did you see all the videos of people breaking their TVs? It was pretty yeah. funny. Like, it was fucking just like. So... I'm like, I'm like. Who's who's the star player on the 49ers? Uh Christian Did McCaffrey. You, yeah. Christian McCaffrey's not gonna fuck you, dog. It's not gonna happen. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's like not... it's like oh, the man. same thing with throwing your controller in a video game. It's like, I don't know, like yeah. I guess, but I like have you ever guys thrown a remote? Because I never yeah, threw a remote that. because of a game result, but no. I've thrown my remote. It makes me no, sound I've... violent, but yeah. Those things are expensive. I don't want to yeah. have to buy another one. You know, I remember being in middle school in Call of Duty lobbies. I mean, that I think we I think we lobbed more verbal insults than anything else, but I never broke a TV. Like that's just, you know, that's not smart. 
maybe we'll see Trump supporters break TVs this November. That'd be pretty good. Is it gonna? Yeah, I, I, well, I wonder like... what's gonna happen. I really do. Like, is it gonna be like LA riot-y? Like people are gonna lose their minds, or is it gonna be like a? <clears throat> Honestly, I I don't even know if I can finish that question. I think people are just going to lose their minds. Me and Rachel, regardless of the result, Biden's just going to die of old age. Um, like I'm just, we're just kind of waiting for it, man. Have you seen? I hate how he's just like can't even open his eyes and like, it's the whole jokes of like he's so forgetful and everything like that. Sleepy but it's like really Joe. Bad. No, he has vigor. Remember? Remember oh, that one yeah. we read? Yeah, he's vigor. <laughs> That's so... Um, what's the secret to a happy marriage, Joe? People can look up vigorous jazz hands. People can look up what I just said, and they'll get the answer. Uh, I I don't know. I I think if Trump wins, it's probably going to be a. And I don't mean this in a in a derogatory way, but like a less whinier version of 2016. And I think if Biden wins, I don't know. It, it's probably going to be equally a less whiny version than you know what happened six days after the start of 2021 so i who knows the the whole all the 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 cries for what's at stake it, i don't know if anything it's like how many times do you have to hear it that this election is the you know this is the most important election of your lifetime. I mean, this is now at least as, for me. As long as as long as Associated Press keeps paying its employees, that's how long we're gonna have to hear it. Oh, that's that. Oh, that, <laughs> I mean, Upton Sinclair was writing about the AP in 1919. So, mm -hmm. um, but yeah, I don't know. I, I, I mean, that. right now, do I have like any kind of optimistic outlook? Not really. It wouldn't really shocked me in the slightest if Trump won. Um, I think if anything else, it's just wondering if the powers that be think he is such a threat to democracy, is there any wiggle room? And I highly doubt it, but is there any wiggle room where you wind up seeing Democratic leaders in the Senate, i.e. Kamala Harris, basically do what Mike Pence was asked to do in 2020. You know, this is not this is not China before communism, man. We're not going to have anything <laughs> crazy like that. Like, I just I, like I'm already apathetic enough for a Trump victory. I just don't want us to us <laughs> libs libicooks to be embarrassed. Like, what is the one image that everyone remembers from 2016? That woman just like no, ah! like, and it's so embarrassing. Like. Obviously, taking over the Capitol is not a good look, but somehow I'm more embarrassed by that woman screaming that, you know, right-wing media always shows. So, Oh, man, right-wing media took the ball of it and ran. You wanna I, know I can't tell I can you. Tell yeah, go ahead. You want to know how I can tell that we can't trust voter, the American voter? The fact no. that at this year's People's Choice Awards, the winner for both Best Action Movie and Best Action Hero were Hunger Games, A Ballad of Snakes and Songbirds, and Rachel Ziegler. When you had Tom Cruise, you had Keanu Reeves, you had John Wick, you had Jason Momoa, you had Aquaman, you had Mission Impossible, all up for voting. And yet, Rachel Ziegler and Ballad of so Snakes and Songbirds won. She doesn't do any action in that movie. She runs around, <laughs> hides, crawls into holes, and sings. 
That's it. See, I f- see. I feel like that's such a false equivalency, but at the same time, you made your point so well. I'm inclined to agree with you, because because even though the point of it was like, here's why the American people cannot be trusted with their cognition in terms of like actual voting behaviors. That example summed it up so well, Matt. That I, I know what I'm talking about. <laughs> you know what you're talking about. Yeah, no. I, but I will say, though, that I think the one area of interest that, that – it's not that it goes against that point at all. If anything, the one point of interest, at least that I have, is wondering after Michigan um, – and I know Minnesota, their primary is coming right up, um, as is California – is wondering whether or not the uncommitted vote is going to really, you know – that much more of a damper on Biden winning. I mean, Biden's obviously going to win all of his primaries. It's a given. You know, he's the incumbent. I mean, Trump won half of the percentage of votes in Massachusetts in 2016. And then four years later, he basically won like close to 90%, which, again, no duh, he was president. So, but right now, Biden has that challenge going up against him. And given Minnesota's demographics, and I, I look at California especially, I don't know what the ballot's like over there, if there is anything equivalent to uncommitted. But, you know, I, I did remind colleagues of mine this week that, you know, that was a state that Biden did not win in 2020. And so it does make me wonder whether or not that's going to continue to be an issue that eventually leads into the general election, where... You know, foreign affairs is the thing that potentially kills his presidency, along with, you know, people being upset about inflation and people thinking he's way too old. Like, there's a whole myriad of factors that I think could really hurt him. That being said, the thought of him having another four years in office and basically do the slow motion version of what uh, that one guy next to Belloc and Raiders of the Lost Ark did, where his face melted when they opened up the Ark of the Covenant. It, I mean, it's it's such a weird future to even think about that in some ways thinking of a second Trump term sounds more believable or at the very least sounds more like it could happen rather than an 84-year-old president, which is unprecedented territory in our country's history. So, yeah. So you got to take the lesser of two evils. On one hand, you get Biden and his... Lack of cognition. Sorry, I was just trying to put the words together. I, oh, I was trying to like, I was trying to like simulate Biden for a sec. Like, yeah, I know between the glasses and, yeah. and you pausing, uh, or or you have Trump, who wins for a second time hypothetically. Now, if he wins, he can't win a third time, unless right? the Republicans try to get unless, rid of that one amendment that they right. put into place after our. Uh, FDR. <laughs> now you could now you could look at it as a sacrifice. You have to deal with four more years of it. And assuming that it doesn't get ratified, you're all fine. He can't he he can't do it again. Now, does this of course open the floodgates for um mini me's of him? Oh, absolutely. And I think that it certainly has with the amount of people who have tried and failed to run up against him. <laughs> Vivek. Uh Oh, sorry, I got a little lump in my throat. 
Um, but as of now, I, I'm just going to kind of throw my chips in when I say this. At this point in time, despite Nikki Haley seemingly being the only one left, right? Her and a complete nobody named Ryan Binkley? Binky? Yeah, he, yeah. Uh, I swear I like, thought you were going to put your name in the hat there for a second, Ryan. No. <laughs> no, no. Just, I mean, this, just guy gonna, was, just, this guy was pulling worse than DeSantis, and he's like... Just, just going to say it right now, he's running unopposed, virtually. There's no one left. And truth be told, why would there need to be anyone left? Because did you see the staggering results? You know, that whole 99% bar, like, that wasn't a joke. I think right now, if I were to pull it up... I, okay. Internet's being I mean, he's on the fast track point. to getting as many he's delegates as he needs. Exactly. Exactly. So, and Super Tuesday will be a big help, so... Yeah. But, I don't know. We'll see... We'll, we'll talk about it when those days come. Um, one quick thing, though, I wanted to mention and pinpoint to one of you guys, Andrew, uh, just because we haven't talked about it with our friends in California yet. Yes. Uh, we we have a gift for them that I still need to email, <laughs> which one of you us should a, explain what they you are. <laughs> you have a gift to email? Yeah. I don't are, accept are, NFTs uh, or Bitcoin. I'll have you what know. Are, what are you trying to develop? A parasocial <laughs> relationship with me? My grandparents sending me money and cards and thinking, oh, you know, good luck, sport. No, Email. A, I like physical yeah. things, Ryan. I, I, I'm a man of... Uh, I'm a fucking something Barbara Ehrenreich said. I need things in my hands. How about experience? What was it? This is... This generation's about experiences, okay? And I'm, I'm totally you're kidding. You're going to experience totally a California institution. Oh, uh, no. Wait, what? I don't know if I like where this is going. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, so I know. The, Playboy, the Playboy Mansion no longer has Hugh Hefner, so what's the point in sending us there, guys? I feel like I'm being strapped in for the Ludovico technique in anticipation, please. <laughs> oh, no, go on. No, You've already set the stage. <laughs> so... We got you guys, and I know that this is... It should work out. I think my name is on the tickets, but I don't think they check ID. At least, I don't think they did, Sebastian, when you and I went. <laughs> uh, and at this point, because it's been a while, I think now you've got nine months instead of a year to get to get your asses to the Genotri Museum. But, uh, yeah, you guys have two tickets waiting for you for the Genotri Museum. Museum so of the not American the Playboy West. Mansion. It's not the Playboy Mansion. No, Matt, you go in there to learn. Okay, God. You can learn a lot from the Playboy Mansion. God, the, these kids nowadays, they all want something, you know? Like, they, they don't want experiences. Matt's Backpedaling never a country on my... song. You gotta send him. <laughs> Beyonce's, Beyonce's a country singer, right? No. No, try that in a small she town. Now. That, that she is now. She totally True. is. She released yeah. her album. Her country album is out. And then one other thing as well, and I can always edit this out, not to keep putting the spotlight on you, Drew, but I don't know if you want to mention anything about uh, future plans for you this year. Oh, yeah. Yeah, uh, moving? Yeah, I'm going to leave Ryan behind. I'm tired of seeing his face. Damn, get <laughs> fucked, man. I, I, hey, no, we still uh, got to see Dune 2, so he's not leaving just yeah. yet. And by the way, yeah. I'm already getting ready for Dune Part 3, baby. 
Oh, sorry. Man. Continue. You're ready. No, I was just gonna say yes. Dune two, more like doomed to be alone over there at Mass. <laughs> <laughs> Look at that. I got Dave. <laughs> I'm going to Arrakis. I'm going to El Paso, Texas. I'm going to live in the desert oh, for a few months. Yep. Ha! He's going west side. Fuck you, Ryan. <laughs> As someone who grew up in the suburbs all his life, west side. How do you do it? How do you? How do you do the whole like hand signal? It's like, oh, like that. I feel like okay. Matt's got it. He's the real Los Angeles. There you go. Boy, so, yeah. But uh, yeah, I'm heading out to the desert. Um, helping my mother-in-law buy a house in El Paso, and then I'll be moving back to um, as Hoth. So you know, from oh, from so, so you're not to Hoth. Yeah. So you're not staying permanently. You're just no. I'm gonna be out there for a few months in good old okay. Texas. You guys are welcome to visit. You guys, there's if you guys want to see the border, you guys want to see people wait, cross Texas, the border. that's where they want to catch me. Oh my <laughs> god, move it full circle. <laughs> I can go. Oh god, why would I want to go back to basic training? Fuck that. Ugh. That's Oops, where right. the U.S. Border Patrol fakes are we're trying to get me, those us. bastards. Why would I go there? I'm going to Come the on, epicenter, through. boys. Yep. Ugh, very so nice. isn't back. Yep. Well, we'd love to. Um, I mean, we'd love to see you now that you're going to be closer. Um, I mean, we'd, we'd love to see both of you regardless. Well, I have uh, a big apartment, so you, you have uh, four months, three months to get out here. Yeah, guys. <sighs> I mean, the flight would be cheaper than going to Boston, but although Boston has Salem, Texas has <sighs> hot. You're a wanted man in Texas, Matt. Like, your <laughs> options are limited, <laughs> yeah. right? Like, they might support you to Mexico, dude. So I mean, they'll look. They'll look way. at me. They'll take one look at me. They'll look at my ID and say, "He's a Mexican." Then send me off across the border. You Either you pick the yeah. armpit of Texas, or you come out here, sleep on my couch in Worcester, and then we take the hour and a half drive to Salem, so you can go to all of the Harry Potter adjacent stores and discount hot topics. Oh yeah, good. But they yeah, have a cool art museum. So, I mean, I, as long school. as there's witchy goth girls to steal my soul along with yes. my dignity, I'm I'm down. Well, that's where that's where they come out of. It's like a they spawn a Goomba spawn factory. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know what? Thank you both for the tickets on behalf yes, of much appreciated. Very now, much. Seb appreciated. has to spend time with me. <laughs> I'm seeing you. Hey, you know what? This is going to sound dated when it comes out. I'm seeing you tomorrow, and that performance better be good. Oh, I'm going to. Stay. I have to. The reason I have to hop now is because I have to get ready for rehearsal. So, all right. Well, as and, the uh, as 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 they say in the theater departments, uh, good luck in the job market. <laughs> is that what they say? <laughs> Mars on Life is a podcast co-hosted by Sebastian Shug, Ryan Mancini, Andrew Martinez, and Matt Fernandez. If you like this episode. Rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. Subscribe wherever you listen to your favorite shows, as Mars on Life is available on Anchor, Radio Public, iHeartRadio, Audible, Spotify, and Podchaser. Find us on Instagram at Mars on Life Show to keep up with the latest news, episodes, and gratuitous updates on the Red Planet. Have a question, comment, or request? Email us at marsonlife at gmail.com and we'll promptly get back to you. This show's artwork, titled Happy Mars, was drawn by Zachary Urbrick. Our show's regular intro and outro music is Space Explorers, by the one and only Kevin McLeod. 
Thank you for listening, and always remember, if you keep going, you'll make it to Mars. Mars.